Hi, I'm Carlin Holbrook. I'm a John Maxwell team certified coach, teacher, trainer, speaker, published author, and influencer with more than 25 years of global leadership experience. If there's one thing I've seen firsthand time and time again, it's that the best leaders inspire others to follow their purpose and their passions, while the influence of a bad leader can literally tear down people's potential. Join me for a few sips of leadership tips that will help you become a better leader by first conquering the hardest person to lead, you. Welcome back to part three of Bad Batch of Leadership Behaviors. We have five more stale sips to add to our sadly growing list of bad leadership behaviors that we need to pour down the drain. And in case you missed uh, parts one and two, check them out in earlier episodes. Really, nobody likes a bad batch of poorly made coffee or tea, right? But sometimes it takes a bad one to remind you of how good a great batch or a great cup of coffee can be. So, all right, well, let's start sipping. And just so you know, this growing list is in no particular priority order. So, sip number 11, leaders who avoid performance issues. Leaders that don't deal directly, and I know this will go along the lines of our, one of our earlier sips talking about leaders who are conflict avoidant, because I think this is a lot of what this has to do with. When you have team members who are not pulling their own weight or having performance issues, that's not only hurting the person, their performance, hurting the leader, frustrating them, you're hurting other team members too. What's going to happen is then you're extremely talented, high performers are going to be pulling up the weight of people who aren't performing well, then you're going to burn out those talent and your high performers, and they're going to want a new job, move on, quit, do something different. So as leaders, you have to deal head on with performance issues. You, I mean, and sometimes it is a matter of that person is talented and they have skills to offer the organization, but maybe they're just not a right fit on that team then it is your responsibility as a leader to figure out where their next move is, where another department is, but don't hand off performance issues. Sometimes the person themselves just is not a fit overall. They're not, they're not working hard. They're not trying. There may be a million different reasons. And sometimes the, the kindest thing you can do is give them some tough love, performance manage them, and help them move on to somewhere else in their career. But the worst thing you can do is work around them, move them around, and just have them earning a paycheck for essentially no reason. It doesn't help them as individuals grow or do better, and it certainly doesn't help help the team or the business or anybody else. All right, stale sip number 12. This is a very sad one to me. Leaders who dismiss team members and favor others, and it's very overt, especially I would be lying if I said that as a leader, you, you don't have like your, your right hand, your person, you're somebody who, there are just people on your team that you're just going to click with better than others. That is just a reality. But what's not right as a leader is to favor other team members over other team members in terms of valuing their opinion, letting them have a voice in the room. I can't tell you how many times I've had leaders where I sit in a room and everybody knows that the leader doesn't like a certain person and anything that comes out of their mouth, they just snap at them. They, they dismiss them. They counter them. It's like they argue with them for sake of arguing just because everyone knows that they don't like them. And it's awful. It's a horrible thing to do. 
it's not only hurtful to the person, it's embarrassing them in front of their peers and colleagues and partners. And what good is that doing? What is that helping? And the person I'm talking about that I've seen do it, it was more of a stylistic difference. It was just because that person says things a little differently or is maybe more analytical or thinks differently or presents things in a different way than that person. Isn't the whole message of inclusivity to understand that people have different styles, different ways of approaching things, and shouldn't we welcome that and still give them a voice in the room and a seat at the table? It's just, it horrifies me when you see that kind of dismissiveness. And and I have to be honest, there's times where I've had people on my team where it's just, I've, I've had those feelings inside, but you have to stop and get curious about your person and lean into that person and just be like, wait a minute, listen to what they're saying, hear what they're saying. You know, th- no, they're not going to necessarily approach things the same way as you, but it's okay. And that's a good thing. And not to make them feel bad, especially not in front of other people. It's awful. And and if there is some kind of rub there, then deal with it. Go have a conversation with that person. If they need help with the way they present ideas, help coach them, help grow them, help help them see like, hey, have you thought about maybe presenting it in this way or that way? But if it truly is just who they are as a person and it's just stylistic at the end of the day, then I think we need to be leaders and accept that and defend that. All right, sip number 13. Leaders who hire people exactly like them, same skills, same styles, kind of goes building off our last sip. But I was actually a part of a team where everybody above me and even my peers were all so much alike. Just even they looked kind of alike, you know, same color of hair. So almost some of them even have same color eyes and the way they dressed and the way they talked and the way they handled things. And I just thought, my gosh, did someone go to recruitment and just take a cookie cutter and just create these, you know, like automatons that were walking out of the the gate? And I always felt like the odd person out because I didn't. I didn't fit a certain look. I didn't fit a certain mold. I definitely challenged people more. I had a more direct communication style and I had a lot more courage to challenge the status quo and to ask questions and to go against the grain a bit. And unfortunately, I mean, it got to the point where I did leave that team because I didn't feel like I fit in at all. And and leaders should be hiring people who are different from them, who who have different skills, that complement their skills, who fill your gaps because we all have gaps. Leaders You have to be aware enough and recognize that you don't know everything. You can't possibly have every skill out there. And the best leaders do hire people who are different than them. So you can round out your team. And there's nothing worse when you feel like you're the one with the problem. But it took me a while to get there. But then after leaving, I recognized, no, I was not the one with the problem. They were the ones with the problem. And and they continue to not really be a high-performing team or organization because, again, they're hiring the same exact style, leadership, everything. You need different perspectives. You need fresh eyes. You need people who are different than you to round out a team so you can come up with the best ideas, the best product, think through every angle of things. That makes a better team, not the cookie-cutter recruitment approach. Sip number 14. And this actually is my biggest pet peeve. I don't know why I saved it till 14. But again, these are in no particular order. Selfish leaders. 
These two words, in my opinion, cannot go hand in hand. They don't go together. They don't belong in the same sentence. It's people who are just about themselves, just about their careers, their reputation, their promotion, title-driven, ambitious because they want they want to move up and get more money and have more power. And the only reason that they want to lead bigger organizations is because that in their minds, they that they have perceived authority. And we know that's not the case because leadership has nothing to do with titles or positions or authority. In fact, some of the people in the highest titles I know have zero influence in an organization. So when you are a leader, success is not about you. It's about growing others. And even if you don't have direct reports, leadership, leadership behaviors is about having a heart of service for others. It's about adding value to others. It's about making a difference in the world around you. And I know I've said this on my podcast before, but I'll say it again. It's about opening up the curtain on stage and letting your people be in the spotlight. It's not about you getting the credit. None of it is. So no selfishness belongs in leaders. Sip number 15. Leaders who lack self-awareness. Now there's nothing worse than a leader who has, who has a bad leader, but is also a bad leader. They recognize that they have a bad leader and they complain about their bad leader, yet they're a terrible leader themselves and they honestly don't see it. Am I right? Has anybody else had that experience or is it just me? These people lack total ability to see or understand how their own team even perceives them. Team, partners, peers, anyone. Now, I will tell you, this isn't some fancy skill set you have to have a degree in. You just have to prioritize self-reflection, prioritize hearing and, and listening and asking your team for feedback and really be willing and open and don't retaliate against people when they tell you things that you don't want to hear because that's truly the only way you're going to grow. It's the only way you're going to get better. And then you hear those things, soak them in, assess them and figure out how do you put those in action to become better. Truly, self-awareness, I believe, is everything when it comes to having a growth mindset, when it comes to leadership. And it's easy just to keep going and moving along and to not pause and do this. But this is critical for your growth as a leader and for your growth as a team. And if we just followed the golden rule, can you imagine what the world would be like if every leader just followed the golden rule, just did unto others as they would have them do unto you? Lead others the way you would want to be led. It's really a really simple principle when you think about it. It's really not that hard. The problem is, is when you don't get self-evaluative and you don't really take a hard look at yourself and recognize where maybe some of your actions and words could be harmful, not helpful, then that's where the problem lies. All right, everybody, there you go. More behaviors that we all need to dump out of our carafes and cups. I would love to hear from you. What are some traits that are missing from this list so far? I know there's plenty more out there, and I'm sure we'll do more and more parts of these. But hey, direct message me on social, you know, come to my website, leave a comment, let me know, and I'll be happy to, to add yours to the next batch. And I want everybody just to keep in mind something. This isn't about like bashing the bad leaders that we've all had. This really is about being more aware of the leadership traits that can be harmful and not helpful. And even some of the best letter leaders might exhibit some of these behaviors. In fact, I think bad leaders don't even really know that they're bad leaders. In fact, most of them, I think, think they're good leaders. 
So this is about increasing self-awareness and recognizing that we all have tendencies in some of these traits and we all can allow ourselves to, you know, not be the best version of ourselves from time to time. And that's okay. We're human. What makes us different and stand apart is when we're willing to see it and recognize it and grow from it and change from it and develop from it. If I'm the same person I was a year ago, shame on me, truly. I want to be a different person a year from now because learning truly is about the journey, not the destination. So how self-aware are you in avoiding these stale sips? Even the best coffee, when not brewed properly, can make a bad batch. Thank you for having a cup of coffee with me. For more sips and tips, connect with me on social and follow Leader Sips on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. And don't forget to visit my website, carlinholbrook.com. Until next time, keep on brewing.